Welcome to a Yin Yoga podcast. I'm your host, Nick Denu, certified yoga therapist, mentor of yoga teachers, Yin Yoga teacher trainer, and total Yin Yoga geek. If you have a crush on Yin Yoga and are ready to dive deep, then you're in the right place. Here, myself and my guests will discuss all things Yin Yoga, including anatomy, philosophy, traditional Chinese medicine, meditation, Taoism, teaching tips, and so much more. You can expect these conversations to be long format, informal, lo-fi, and delightfully imperfect. So whether you are a yoga teacher or a yin yoga student, I welcome you to the inside. Hi, Yanis, and welcome back to a Yin Yoga podcast. If you're listening to this live as it releases, um, which would be, I believe, December 28th, 2023, um, then you might be surprised to be getting this episode because I had just mentioned in my Share the Love series at the end of season one that I was taking a little bit of a break, and I will be. But sometimes we just spontaneously get an idea that we want to share. And this is one of those ideas. Before I get into today's topic, and this will be a brief one, I just want to mention, if you are new around here, welcome to a Yenigo podcast. If you have been a repeat listener, thank you and welcome back. If you've been listening to the pod for a while and you've been enjoying it, would you mind taking a moment right now and just pausing the episode, going into whatever app you're using, whether that's Apple or Spotify, and giving this podcast five stars. If you're on Apple, you could also leave a written review. I would really appreciate that. Those little, you know, three minute things that you can do um, really help the podcast to grow. So the more sort of ratings and reviews the podcast gets, the more likely it is to show up when other people are searching for it. And that's a way that we can continue to do the podcast and to grow it. So I would be super grateful. Just take a minute right now, pause this, jump into your app, give it a five stars. If you can give it a written review too, that would be a bonus. And I would be super thankful for that. Okay. The other thing to mention is that uh, if you are a yoga teacher and you are looking to train in yin yoga, whether that's the first time or whether you're looking to expand on your yin yoga teaching. I have a 60 plus hour at the time of this recording, uh, yin, therapeutic yin yoga teacher training program. It is nervous system based and it is therapeutic with a focus on being accessible and steeped in traditional Chinese medicine. So it looks at yin yoga and teaching yin yoga through a therapeutic lens, therapeutic yoga lens, but then also incorporates traditional Chinese medicine and Taoism. If you want more about that, there is a link in the show notes. You can click on that link. And if you just scroll to the bottom of the page and enter your name and email, then you will be added to the wait list for that training. So I let people know on the wait list first when there's a new training scheduled. And there's also an early registration discount um, that you get as well um, when you're on the list. And that does not happen on social media or anywhere else. It's only for folks on the list. So 
Join the waitlist if you want to learn more about my trainings as they come up. And if you are either a teacher or a member of the public and you would like to join me for some regular seasonal yoga classes on Zoom, yin yoga classes, please, I would love to have you. There's also a link for that as well. And again, same thing. If we're currently in a session, um, it's not a drop-in, it's a registered semester, a series that's a seasonal theme. So if we are currently in session, just make sure you go down to the bottom of the page. Again, there's a little banner there. You can enter your name and email, and then you will be on the list to find out when registration opens. And you'll also get some other little sweet bonuses in your inbox from me. Okay. That's enough of the housekeeping stuff. So I was inspired to do this episode. Um, and this one is not going to be, uh, super evergreen. So at the time of this recording, when you're getting this, this will be in December of 2023. If you're listening to this later, this will still apply, but the date for Chinese New Year might be different. Okay. So I'm going to call this episode something like why you shouldn't create New Year's resolutions. So let me get into that. So in Western culture, because we're on a solar calendar, for some reason, there's all this pressure on the calendar new year of the 31st to the 1st to have all these New Year's resolutions and to change our whole life. And there's so much pressure on that. And 99% of them fail. So there's a few reasons why they fail. Number one, you haven't cleared space. You've added new habits in but you haven't removed things that aren't serving you so that you have the space to do the new things. So that's one reason. Another reason that uh, these fail is because you're picking unrealistic goals and you don't realize how long it takes to create a habit. You know, there's not, I'm not going to go into sort of brain science and habits and stuff like that in this, but just know that it takes time to build habits and that they need to be built slowly. So expecting your whole life to change on a certain date in the winter, just because you feel like the pressure to come up with these new year's resolutions and to change everything about your life that isn't working. This is why we have such a low success rate with resolutions in general. So that's not really why I'm going to dive into this, though. I'm not really here today to talk about why um, we're not successful. What I want to talk about is why maybe you shouldn't do New Year's resolutions. So I'll come at this from a few angles, and the final one will be from traditional Chinese medicine lens. So one reason that we shouldn't do New Year's resolutions, again, is because we have not cleared the space in our life to bring in new habits. We haven't created these habits slowly in bite-sized amounts so that we can be successful with them and we can stick to them. And then they just become part of how we live our life. And the other problem is people pick too many things. Thinking that you're going to change a whole bunch of things that you have on a list in your life is unrealistic puts way too much pressure on you. And then you just end up feeling shitty when you don't actually manage to do it. So I'm not a fan of new year's resolutions, period, the end, full stop. Why? I think it's far more effective 
to resolve to make a change in your life when you notice that it is an issue, not waiting until your birthday or New Year's or some specific date. Here's an example for myself. I'm not very good at drinking water. I'll be honest. I don't like water. I'm really good at drinking it if it's carbonated. I'm good at drinking it, better at drinking it if I put a little lemon and a little ginger in it, but plain straight up water, it's awful for me. I never want to do it. It's not a habit. I don't crave it. I just, it just isn't part of my life. It's not something I feel drawn to. And so if I'm going to create the habit of drinking more water, I'm really going to have to be smart about how I create that habit so that I can actually be successful with it. So for example, I might find ways in my case to make water more appealing so that I actually want to drink it. Thus the carbonation, thus the lemon and ginger. I might put little reminders in my home to remind me to do my water in the morning. So for example, on my mirror in my bathroom, I wrote in dry erase marker H2O, because what's the first thing I do when I get up in the morning? I go into the bathroom and I go pee. And then when I stand up at the sink, there's the mirror saying, don't forget water, get your water, get your water brew ready in your big, huge jar so that you can sip it throughout the day. So you have to make these habits um, doable, small, bite-sized. You have to make them easy for you. And you have to have reminders in order to be successful with creating new habits. So one of the reasons that I don't think anyone should make New Year's resolutions is because if you need to resolve to change something in your life, you should resolve to change it when you notice that you need to change it, not wait for New Year's and then pile a bunch of resolutions on and feel bad about yourself if you don't do them all because they were either unrealistic or there were too many of them or you didn't create these little bite-sized ways to kind of get that habit into your life. So that's one reason why I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions. The other reason is, and this comes from a Chinese medicine perspective. If you're not familiar, the concept of yin and yang are Chinese concepts. They are connected to Taoism. So within that lens of TCM and Taoism, the seasons themselves all have a certain degree of yin or yang nature to them. So for example, spring is more yang than winter. Summer is more yang than spring. Fall is more yin-like than summer. And then winter is the yinist of the yin. So in a yin time of year, the element for winter is water. And this time of year is meant to be a time of year where you go inward, where you slow down, where you cozy up, and where you go inside. So it's meant to be more reflective, you're meant to be more introverted, meant to sleep more, meant to cozy up more, um, and to be more reflective. And so winter is the perfect time to get out journals, read books, you know, drink tea, stay warm, sleep more, rest more, go inward and actually notice as you go inward, Start daydreaming and 
checking in with your soul. So when we're in the winter season, we want to be wintering. And New Year's is on the Western calendar is still very much winter. January 1st is winter time. So it is not the time to be doing spring type energy things like planning and envisioning and goal setting. That's for springtime. So in traditional Chinese medicine and Taoism, springtime is the time where we have this burst of energy where we can envision and we can create new things and we can plant seeds and we can get really active and start setting goals and we can hustle a little bit more, right? That is the energy of spring. Even if you look at nature, in the winter, things rest. They get quiet. Look at the animals. Lots of them hibernate, right? So winter is supposed to be a time of less activity, going inward, reflecting, soul searching, soulfulness, and rest. And since January 1st, for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, is still very much winter, that is not the time to be creating new habits, to be pushing and striving and efforting and hustling, to be more physically active. I'm not saying you can't be active in winter, but there's a softness to it. That time of year is springtime. So if you are looking at the current calendar for 2024. Chinese New Year is actually Saturday, February 10th, 2024. So it would do us a good to winter all the way up to February. And then in at February 10th is when you can just in a very gentle way, start to maybe start to envision and start to plant some ideas for goals and things that you want to work on in the spring. So winter is about rest. When we hit February 10th, that's the Chinese lunar calendar and that's their new year. Now we might start to pull out our journals and be like, okay, in the fall, I've let go. You may have missed the fall. That's okay. You can do it next time. Let go of all the things that don't serve me. I've released things. I've let go of things. In the winter, I get soulful. I go inward. I journal. I ask myself soulful questions. I figure out what it is that I want from my life, what it is that I want from the next year, what didn't work from last year. All of that soulful excavating and unearthing happens in the wintertime and resting. And then in the spring is when we go hard with the goals. So as of February 10th, that could be the time where you now start taking just your sort of journaling and your, um, you know, soul prompts and you actually turn them into, okay, what do I want to create for 2024? What do I want to do in my business, in my life, in my hobbies, with my family, with connections? What do I want to create? What seeds do I want to plant? What do I want to envision? Maybe this is a good time if you do vision boarding to slowly, not necessarily dive right into the vision board. We could still wait a little bit more for maybe March for that, but maybe you start kind of collecting images if you vision board, things like that, right? 
So February 10th, starting slowly, slowly to be like, okay, what do I want? What seeds do I want to plant in the spring? So we don't plant the seeds in the winter. I mean, I know there's guard, those of you who are gardening experts are going to argue with me, but generally speaking, winter is the rest time. And then in the spring, we're going to plant the seeds. That's when our growth takes off. That's when we really can start to work towards our goals and our visions and our passions and our habits. That's the time to create new habits. So I would still recommend that you create habits slowly in bite-sized doses so that you don't get overwhelmed. And if in the fall you didn't clear some space, because let's face it, most of us have a busy calendar. So if in the fall you didn't clear out, you didn't let go of things that aren't serving you, let things go, then in the spring you won't have the space. So you may have to take a few minutes to let go. You take all of the gold that you've gleaned from your journaling, from your time, from your rest in the winter, from your soul excavations, from your heartfelt intentions, then writing things down and all of that. And then in the spring, you start to plant those seeds. So as human beings, we no longer work in the cycles with nature because we have electricity. And so we just keep going all year, all the time. And this is part of the reason why culturally we're so sick. We need time to go inward, to rest, and to take these same cycles as nature. So whenever you're confused about what should I be doing right now, you know, with my life, with my energy, what is nature doing? And I realize those of you who aren't in the Northern Hemisphere are listening to this when you're in the exact opposite season. So you can save this, you can bookmark it for when you are in winter time, and then you can do your wintering. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about this today, because I think that there's so much pressure on us to create all of these unrealistic goals around New Year's and to change our whole life and to be the best person that we can be and all of these things. So first of all, Look at the energy of why you want to create these changes. Be realistic about it. Make your habits slow and bite-sized. And maybe January 1st isn't the time to do them. Because in January, for those in the Northern Hemisphere, we are wintering. We should be resting, soul-searching, nurturing ourselves, going inward. It's a great time to deep dive into things like, what do I want? What doesn't serve me? what nourishes me, things like that. You can even plan what changes you want to make, but you don't start making them in the winter. That's the time to just excavate and nurture. So I'm going to share this one reading with you before we close out here. And um, this is by a poem. It's by Donna Ashworth, who is, if you're a yoga teacher, her poems are lovely for classes. And I will link to her website in the show notes. So what if you just didn't do your New Year's resolutions and you just use that time instead in the winter to winter so that in the spring you have your lists of things you want to do and then you're ready to envision, to start planting seeds, to create. There's that movement up, that growth energy that happens in the spring. Okay, here's the reading. It's called Wintering. 
by Donna Ashworth. You may think yourself lazy or flawed, yet your body is made of almost exactly the same elements as the stars. Your bone composition matches the coral reefs in the seas, and you, my friend, are ruled by the moon and the sun. Whether you like it or not, so no, you are not lazy. Nature is simply pulling you to slow, like the life, the floral, and the fauna around you. It is not your moment to rise. It is winter. You are wintering. And you are right on time. Okay, friends. Just a short little snippet for in between on the break. I will be coming back with new episodes in January, and I look forward to connecting with you then. And again, if you haven't had a chance to rate the podcast, I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to rate it and give it a review. And if you're interested in my teacher training or my Zoom classes, there's links for all of that in the episode show notes. And you can also follow me on Instagram. I created a new account just for the podcast. It's at Yin Yoga Podcast. So if you want to check that out and follow me there, that would be great. And I also have my own profile as well, which is at Nick Danu Yoga. So we can connect on Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM. Let me know what you've been thinking about the show and any thoughts you may have about future episodes. Okay, my friends, please take a break. Allow yourself to winter. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. For those of you who stick around until the very end, thank you. If you love this podcast, I'd be grateful if you gave it a review. It really helps other yin yoga lovers find it. If you've already given a review, would you consider sharing a screenshot in your Instagram stories? And don't forget to tag me at Nick Danu Yoga or at Yin Yoga Podcast so I can share the love. Before I sign off, some gratitude. First, for you, the listener, for spending time with me today. Big gratitude and deep reverence for my teacher, Paul Grilly. Thank you to Fred Westra for the hang drunk samples. You can hear more of his music by clicking the link in the show notes. A big thank you to my beloved for mixing the intro and outro tracks. And until we meet again, may you be well. May you be content. May you be at peace. May you be free.